This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone. Uh, one one side, top of the sixth. So it'll be Montas against Cordero. High fly ball. That's driven deep to left. Pinder racing back, back, back. Head is out of here. He crushed it. Franchi. He will touch them all. A three-run bomb, and the Red Sox are on top, four to one. Welcome back to the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Boston Red Sox are in postseason position. How are we feeling about that, Joey? I'm feeling Damn good, dude. We're talking about a sweep. We're talking about a playoff team. Uh, time to cap the season. Time to start the postseason and get right to it. That's my vote. Yeah, so, so I'm, yeah. I'm already already looking at the matchups. I think the Sox are heading to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, ideally, it's it's nice to get the days off here. But full mm-hmm. season, you know, full season leads up to this moment. And now you have a series in Minnesota. How are you feeling about it? I'm feeling great. I'm feeling great. Obviously, we're we're talking about how people are kind of on us a little bit for scoreboard watching or for standings watching, rather, in early June. I don't care. Don't care. Don't care at you're not all. gonna you're not gonna shame care. me into not doing it. I'm going to do it. it. We've talked about it before on this show that it's a great measuring stick for how far this team has come. They were ten and nineteen. They were ten and nineteen. So forgive us for being a little stoked that they've turned it around over the past three plus weeks but been one of the best teams in the bigs over the last month and are a 500 club they're a 500 club heading into that red series we made it serious we made it easy we made it very clear for you guys just win four out of five against these crap teams and you're a 500 ball club also let's be real joey it just kind of resets everything right you you hit 500 it's the first time the red Sox have been 500 since they were seven and seven that was that win to get them to seven and seven was the first game of that Rays series in Tampa. Uh, was down there for that series. That was the only W they had in Tampa, and it was bases loaded. They brought in Matty Backpacks to face Wander Franco, who hit an absolute bullet, and Trevor Story had to dive and save it and throw it to first. But felt like they barely got to five hundred. Then they got to five hundred in a different style this time. Mm-hmm. You get there with a sweep. 
You get there with the split against the Reds. Let's be honest, Joey. Like we said last episode, that should have been a a little two-game sweep of the Reds, too. I don't want to do the woulda, coulda, shoulda. Either way, this is silencing a lot of people. The mentions have have been less cluttered, which has been nice. That was getting a little bit tired, a little bit old. Although, shoulda, shoulda. Red Sox did what they had to do. They won four out of five games against bad teams. And now it looks like they got four against a really bad team in the Angels. If there was ever a time, eleven straight losses. If there was ever a time to be playing the Angels, yeah. When when we talked about winning four out of the next five before this Red series, yeah. Some may argue running the whole lose one first play was Mm. was the wrong play. Look at them now. Yeah, cake on your face. There's an egg on your face. I think it's an egg on your face. We can st- we can stay with cake. Cake, That's cake fine. on your face. It's definitely cake on the face. Hundred percent. That's the new phrase. With that Reds game, obviously it was tough. Was upset about the Raffy swing. Them dropping the first to a, a Reds team that's very bad. That one hurt. But what the Red Sox were doing, Joey, is they were just setting up to go undefeated in June, which is mm. what they're clearly on the path to do. Four and zero this month. And taking care of business against teams that you have to take care of business against. We got to jump right to that Franchi AB. Oh, we oh, got to. Well, you want to jump right to Franchi? Okay. All right. I was going to say also undefeated since the tweet's been deleted. Just to keep that from last week, you mentioned your <laughs> mentions a little bit. Undefeated since the tweet's been deleted. Four and zero now. Yes, exactly. That phrase should stick. Undefeated since the tweet's been deleted. Since the joke of a tweet has been deleted since the very minor relaxed tweet was deleted. Franchi Cordero comes up to the plate in the sixth inning. Very, very, very important at bat for Franchi. First off, let's set the scene a little bit. Frankie Montas. Mm. Frankie Montas sounds like the name of like the cool kid in like the high school show. Like, hey, there goes Frankie Montas. He actually Frankie yeah. Montas seems like he would have been in the sandlot. <laughs> Like yeah 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 I see that you got Benny Mon- the Jet Rodriguez Montas, and Frankie it's the last oh Montas name. oh they got that kid Montas right yeah Frankie Montas yeah, yeah. it's something hell about of a Toss name. being in his name yes that is a big part of it as well but sixth inning Red Sox tied one to one with the Oakland Athletics and let me just I just want to set the scene here I want to make sure I get set this it. all exactly right so you started off by Rafael Devers disciplined at bat he draws the walk. Which is enormous. You got Montas's uh, pitch count is going up. You got to try to get somebody on base. Devers draws a walk. That was huge. A dude who's known to chase a little bit here and there. Who is chasing against the Reds, and I was losing my freaking mind. He actually did kind of chase in this series a little bit too, but not in this (laughs) at-bat. And he's still sometimes, hey, we got to give Devers some credit because he'll chase a lot of times, and he'll crush it a lot of times. So it's hard to really get on him for it. That one mm. in the Reds game was more the dude couldn't throw a strike, so just let it go. But mm. Xander Bogarts comes up, Devers on first, nobody out, top six. It is, again, one-to-one. And, Joey, I got to say, this was kind of the play of the game. He hits a weak grounder, and the throw to first base was in time. First baseman, who we, like who even is the first baseman for the A's? Uh, it's Brown. Who we got here? Seth Brown. Oh, Seth Brown actually isn't. He's not terrible, even though he's sitting 204. I say you're not terrible on the A's if I know who you are. That's what the bar is for that's saying the you're metric, not terrible. Yeah. yeah, that's the metric. Um, he He's at first, and Joey, he, Xander was out. Like, I, I don't know. Were you watching that? 
I might need a refresher on this play, dude. Oh my gosh, there's been a I, handful of plays in the last few weeks where I feel I swear we're watching different <laughs> games, Joey. This is a very the, okay. Play. That's also did you catch the bad boy making that great play down the third baseline? Did that have any? Some could argue that was a bigger moment. Oh my god, this is an enormous play. So ground ball to second to third base, rather mm. throw to first, and they call Xander safe because they said Brown was off the bag. And the A's reviewed it, and I'm like, there's absolutely no chance he was off the bag. He was 100% on the bag. They showed all the angles. You always know with uh, the home broadcast, they had Obi and Uke, and credit to them, because obviously this is the Sox broadcast, but they're still like, I don't know how he's safe. <laughs> like I don't yeah. know any scenario. And I'm watching all these highlights, or all these replays, rather, and I'm like, there's just no way at all. Sure enough, um comes back after further review. The call stands, and they call Xander safe, which is an enormous call. You now have first and second and no outs against Frankie Montas from down the street. Verdugo flies out to right. Trevor Story pops up to second. Two outs. It's like, come on, guys. And also, Joey, like this has happened a good amount recently where it's been a couple guys, a couple ducks in the pond, no outs, and they get nothing out of it. And they needed something here. You had a huge chance in the first inning, four hits in the first inning. Red Sox get one run. It's kind of like the Pedro effect. I'm not comparing Frankie Montas to Pedro, but it's the ace effect of you feel like if you're going to get him, you're going to get him early. And that's kind of what it was on Sunday. And they only got one out of it. I'm like, oh, great. Frankie, uh, old Frankie Montas was dominant the rest of the way until the sixth inning. Franchi comes up. My favorite part about this is that Mark Kotze – does the mound visit, right? Which I think mm. most of the time, the mound visit, and this is going to sound dumb maybe, but I feel like it buys you at least that first pitch normally. Like that that first pitch is normally going to be perfect because you're talking mm. to the catcher of what it's going to be. I understand you have pitch comm now, but it's like let's just spot this thing down and away. Let's get a, let's get ahead in the count to Franchi and let's, let's get out of this inning with no runs. It's a power-up. It's a one-pitch at the very least power-up. Mm-hmm. 100%. If it's Mario, it's like a quick one-up. It's a little, like, extra life. And I can almost promise you that Kotze is just settling him down. He's like, all right, we got two outs. I want to just let you know. This guy, Franchi Corradero, he stunk last year. He was not good. This year, very good. You're you're going to want to keep this first pitch, let's say, somewhere down and away. Maybe down and in. Make sure you don't leave it up, whatever you do. All right, and break. First pitch. And Frankie Montas is like, man, I wish I could remember what he just said to me. <laughs> I I swear just he's not said, sticking with me. What did he say? Leave it high, leave it low. High said something low? about throwing it high. I'm yeah, just gonna do that. <laughs> what is my high low ERA? Anyway. Oh, should I go to game two tonight, Seas Warriors? Oh, all right. I gotta get out of this oh, inning. Right, what am right, I doing? Right. So all right, here we go. All right, just pitch and catch, pitch and catch, whatever. Let's just throw mm-hmm. something over. Boom. Franchi Cordero. Three-run oppo blast. That thing was absolutely crushed. I don't know about you, Joey, but in Oakland at the Coliseum, at that dump mm-hmm. of a park, it always Watch feels like you just can't hit homers there. Like, the walls feel like they're, like, even taller than the Green Monster, even though they're obviously yeah. not. It feels like they just can't – you can't get the ball out there. And he crushed it, and it went, like, five, six rows deep. Yeah, something about it being a mixed-use stadium, or at least formerly – yeah, uh, like the idea of it being a football field makes it feel bigger. Yes, you know, yeah, j- just the idea of it and the amount of stands in center field, 
It it just feels like it's a half a mile away, and the fact that it's so tall, it just stadiums do not look like that. It, it, the amount of foul territory too, it makes you feel like you're playing on like an aircraft carrier. Yeah, no, it does. That, that's mm-hmm. that's a good comp. And honestly, when you see the ball going up towards the wall in Oakland, you don't even know where the wall ends. Like, mm-hmm. you can't really tell where it cuts off. Right, because Some- there's, like, a wall and then seating and then a, a wall. And then yeah. there's, like, yeah. There's, and too and there's, like a, there's too many there's damn like a, walls in the bay. Yeah, there's a distance between, like, the real wall and then the concrete where seats start for, mm-hmm. like, the second section of what was supposed to be for an NFL stadium. <laughs> I'm like, it's just an absolute dump. And so when mm-hmm. the ball's up there, you don't really know. Granted, off the bat with Franchi, I was like, oh, that thing's gone. Um and then you just had to confirm with that funky setup they have there. But enormous swing by Franchi Cordero. He's had some great at-bats this year. Some enormous, huge clutch mm. bombs. And it's like, this is the guy we thought we were getting. Like, mm. we finally are looking at Franchi, and it's like, Franchero Cordero, this is who we hope to get. And he's so calm He's an athlete. He made a great catch in game two. Almost mm-hmm. beat out a routine grounder in game three. Second mm-hmm. baseman, you got to learn about Franchero, boy. Like He can run. He can move, sure man. Can. He's yeah. one of the best athletes on the team. So can't say enough about that swing. That was enormous, Joey. I got to split some hairs here with what you just yeah. said. Split some hairs. You said, is it the guy that you thought we were getting or the guy that you hoped we were getting? Hoped because we're not you, thought. Okay, definitely not say, thought. No, yeah, hope. Did you hope. ever? Did think I say thought that? that hope. I meant hoped. Yeah, because I mean, there was never a moment when that when that trade went through that I was like, oh yeah, yeah. No, I was praying yep. for this guy. Yeah. I was praying for this guy. Rooting yeah. for him. Yeah, yeah. You're rooting for him. You're hoping for him. Him and him and uh, Winkowski. Um, who? It, it's kind of cool to see those things coming to fruition. Obviously, like as as Benny is doing his thing, you know, there's gonna be talk. It's always gonna happen when you lose a guy and. And he and he does well. I can think of maybe one other dude who kind of gets mentioned around this town yeah, a little keep, bit let's too. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, it, it's just it's just nice to be able to say, nah, things are things are working out, dude. Things are working out. I'm a, we're both huge Franchi guys. Happy for Franchi. Yeah, I, I think that's what it comes down to. It's that this is a guy that obviously struggled a lot last year and constantly was striking out. Really looked like he had no confidence. I got to say this, Joey, and I'm not calling you out, but I, I think mm-hmm. you had a tweet that was maybe a little premature about Bobby D, about saying that you, you brought Bobby's bat back. He has one hit all month. <laughs> That's just not true. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's just no. I think he's no. one for his last, like, 16 or something like that. So I was like, Listen, I don't know if anytime this Anytime is- Bob gets a hit, <laughs> yeah, he's then back. you brought it back. He's back. He's back. Yeah. But I, I bring up Bobby to say that, like, and again, we love Bob. Bob's great. He's not on the field. But when he strikes out, it's you, 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 he just wears it. And, and when he has two strikes, uh-huh. he wears it. When he comes up with two outs, it's kind of like, oh, here we go. Let's see. And and I've been mentioning it all year, those huge at-bats find him. When Franchi comes out or comes up, two outs, two guys on, big situation. Bases loaded a couple weeks ago. Walk-off grand slam. This situation, similar in terms of late in the game, multiple guys on. Hey, are we going to get something here? Is this going to be another disappointing inning? And boom, huge home run, enormous moment. And he's just cool, calm, and collected. He doesn't seem overwhelmed. It's just like, yeah, this is kind of what I'm supposed to be doing. And I think that's what I love the most about 
Franchise right now, honestly. He feels yeah, he feels like a big leaguer, and it feels like he feels like a big. Yes, leaguer. He carries He's, himself like he he belongs where he is. Uh, yeah. My my dad, I'm I'm gonna guess your dad says this exact same phrase. This is like a very like in the Venn diagram of things our dads said to us as kids. I bet you this overlaps. Yes. Uh, did your dad ever tell you act like you've been there before? Oh, of course. Yeah. 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 That that's a yeah that that's what Frenchie does. Act like he belong. Yeah. No, he's mm. he's constantly, since he uh, came up this year, has looked like... That's what I honestly am stunned at, is that it looks like he actually belongs. When that was just, like, not even close that to the case That was such a far year. cry but last shout year. Shout out to yeah, Franchi. Was, uh, stat yeah. from our guy, Justin. And the first 37 games of the year, the Red Sox had zero three-run homers. In their last 27, they have seven three-run homers, which is very impressive. Now, I don't know if that counts the Grand Slams as well. Maybe it's the three-run plus. But either way, Red Sox are driving in a lot more runs than they had been early in the year. Uh, It's just nice to see, by the way, Joey, when – and I'm talking more about Saturday here – when it's like, oh, yeah, that's the offense I remember, where they just kind of like, yeah, we're just going to end the seventh inning when we're already up four, have a four-run inning. You know, for the hell of it. Mm-hmm. Like, let's 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 double the score. Hey, we're here. Let's double this thing. Yeah. Why not? That's kind of what it feels like, where it's like, okay, we can finally let the bullpen breathe a little bit. We don't need all these guys coming in in high leverage situations. And even though you bring Hauk in, I know a lot of people are complaining about that. Cora said, you know, they got him hot, so they they brought him in. Whatever is what it is. It was an inning. But it's nice that the, the bullpen can have some low-stress innings because that wasn't the case for the first month and a half. Right, no, and especially given the way that some of those bullpen arms are trending right now, yeah, the less high-pressure situations you're putting them in, the better. I think they, I don't think, I think it's just, it's accepted as fact that they did overperform for you at the beginning of the year. There was games that you you would have lost more games if the bullpen wasn't doing what the bullpen was doing in April, and you knew that that wasn't going to be the case all year. Some guys are leveling out. Some guys are just running into some issues. Uh, there's some injury stuff. Uh, Barnes actually going and getting an MRI was um, was an MRI or CAT scan. I don't know whatever it is. To, to, um, honestly, those are the same thing to me. I, I you could tell me that they're in the same he ballpark. Went inside like, yeah, the sure. big magnet and they looked yeah. inside his bones. They looked at his bones like you could call that like a cool. QRS. I'm like, all right, sounds good. You got a QRS. T U V W X Y N Z. <laughs> and uh, he actually seems to have some damage to uh, was it his shoulder? I, I don't so I mean me there's there. some there's some legit stuff going on back there. So uh, yeah. they bought you some time in the beginning of the year, and now it's the offense's job to buy them some time back. Yeah, no, it's it's a good point. I mean, they honestly are their most authentic self. This Red Sox team when they're doing what they did this series, when they're putting runs on the board, letting the pitchers breathe a little bit. And let's be honest, Joey, for not having sale, Paxton's out, this rotation as is, I think is kind of middle of the middle of the road and the bigs. The starting rotation has done way more than we expected to this point. I mean, Absolutely. obviously there's been some yeah. bumps in the road, but you even look at Rich Hill today. I mean, he retired, what, like 16 straight guys? I understand the A's have a triple-A lineup at, at best, but still, you're retiring 16 quote-unquote major leaguers in a row, that's very impressive, especially Mm -hmm. when the A's were barreling balls in the first inning. You and I were at that Orioles game, and it's like, not again. Like, we can't have another start here where you're getting destroyed, Mm -hmm. hard, loud contact. 
uh, I was about to say Joey. Joey. Yeah, I was gonna say. What was that? What was that? Uh, I I live in a motorcycle park. Uh, Okay. Yeah. I almost I almost said that Joey had retired sixteen straight guys. That's how rattled (laughs) I got by like a motorcycle going by. That had me all off my. Yeah. uh, No, but I mean, I'm glad that it didn't persist, man, because that would have been a couple in a row Mm. where things look really tough and guys are seeing rich really well and that's not a trend that you want to see and it's also like just hitting a a number where it's like maybe needs addressing yeah you know that would have made it a trend if it happened again today it's like okay we might have to make up an injury or something like yeah we would have to have a conversation about it it would be a whole thing about what do you do with rich is yeah this maybe not the move blah 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 that's what Corey said. Start counting down. Blah blah blah. You we'll start counting down to when Sale comes back. You start counting down to Paxton. You start thinking of maybe replacing them in the rotation. That kind of that kind of conversations start happening if he doesn't turn today around. Yeah, big start by Rich Hill. Six innings, three hits, one earned run, five Ks, and he just calmed down. You could tell the demeanor. It was like first inning, you know. Couple guys, you get the run. A's immediately respond after the Red Sox have an underwhelming one run in the first, considering they had four hits. Rich gives it right back, so now it's like, ah, oh, God, this really feel like felt like they were going to blow it open in the first inning. The Sox, and then sure enough, mm-hmm. you you know, come the second inning, it's a tie game. But big start by Rich Hill, big series sweep by the Red Sox. What else did you notice this weekend, Joey? What hopped out to you? I want to talk about the broadcast. Can we talk about the broadcast first? Yeah, go for it. What do you got? I love talking about the broadcast. It's my it's, it, I feel thing. like it's one of our big things. <laughs> we talk about the broadcast yeah. every time. It, I mean, it's the show you're watching. You exactly. Know? How the are show. they present, presenting it? Yeah. I have to talk about that. I would be remiss if I didn't. I understand it feels like a while ago. It was the first game of this series, and it was the first couple of innings. But the score bug not being on screen, the ticker <laughs> not being on screen, and the strike zone not being on screen, basically <laughs> just getting a live camera feed... <laughs> And, like, I don't know if, like, the camera wells are different. I know that, like, the the dugout camera wells are forever away from the field because there's a mile and a half, three full farm acres of foul territory. In and they the actually have farm animals. In and they have gap. farm animals in between the camera well and the field. Yeah. So I understand it's not the easiest place to be setting up a camera. But the angles are all, they're figuring it out. It's the first game. It's the first couple innings. But to have... All of that going on simultaneously made me want to rip my eyeballs out of my sockets. I was I was losing my mind. I don't understand how our parents' generation watched baseball in the seventies. Just like, oh, we'll check the score every now and again, and but beyond that, just a just a camera watching the game. I don't. I didn't realize how spoiled I was. I didn't realize that like I I need I need the the transition graphics. I need my I aids. Need, I need AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize I need AIDS, but I need AIDS. And it it just set the whole thing. It left me so frustrated, dude. I was really sitting there just seething. I was like sweating and getting hot. I was like, I don't think I can watch. This. If they don't get the score bug back on, yeah. I'm going to lose my mind. Because yeah, you're, you're like, uh, what's his face? I'm going to lose my freaking mind. If somebody yeah. doesn't tell me who put my stapler <laughs> in cello. No, I, I, Joey, here's the thing. And um, I'm glad you mentioned it. Obviously, it was grinding your gears. That's what we do on here, right? We, we let everybody know what's bugging us. And ideally, it's the same with the listeners, right? A lot of times mm. we're sharing those same feelings that you guys have as well. But... I you you're the main point you had there to me 
was how did our parents do it, man? Like, I don't no understand. Idea. And I, I go back to, uh, like, early pandemic when all that was on ESPN and all these stations was, like, you know, vintage throwback games. You know, it was all, like, finals games and World Series games and all that. And I'm like, wow, because obviously, you know, the uh, Michael Jordan documentary is going on at that point, The Last Dance. And they're showing replays of the Bulls Jazz games on ESPN separately, just like full broadcasts of the games. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. they are riveting. I mean, it's a different type of basketball. It's more like each bucket felt like it was worth like three buckets with how hard they were to get sometimes. But the thing that hopped out to me the most, and this was in 1998. This wasn't like 50 years ago. Like Mm -hmm. this was in our lifetimes, Joey, that it would just occasionally show you the score for like six seconds. Yeah, and then it go down. away. Hope you until, got a pencil. But it would go away until the timeout, where they'd bring the score back in. And it's like, I know we're always evolving, right? We're always mm-hmm. improving, and especially technologically. But I don't understand why, at any point, it would have made sense for the viewer to not need to know the score of the damn game. No, that's wild. Absolutely not. It, it's one of those things that, yeah, like once you have it, it's easy to say, oh, how did somebody not invent this sooner? I, I don't even but look at it like that, right? Like you, Isn't it like a you should have known that people want to score? Yeah. percent dude. Because when you're at the game, you can look at the score at any time, <laughs> right? It's like right there. So you have that to draw from if you're the television producer. Be like, hey, people are at the games. They can look at the score and like a ton of information like all at once. They yeah. should probably be able to have the same information accessible while watching from their couch. There is crazy idea. Joey, I got to say, because, you know, there over the years and I I used to work at Nesson and and there are times where the broadcast messes up, you know, Mm -hmm. it'll it'll go to the Nesson just logo and it'll be like technical difficulties, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. People love to to rip on that. And Mm -hmm. um, and when it would happen, when I, you know, working there, it was just a storm, man. It was like, oh, I people, know that that's happening. I know that that's running happening. around and like, oh my god, what's going on? And it was an absolute mess. So mm, it's a lot sure. easier now sitting on the couch watching it and knowing that you don't got to worry about that. But I got to say, Joey, when it was happening, uh, I knew eventually the bug was going to come back. So I just enjoyed looking at twitter and just seeing how upset everybody was like i did, i kind of just enjoyed why. seeing how me, bugged there i didn't really like care that much because it was early product. in the game it was early in the game you know i, was like, I know right, it just it i just don't like things being messed with that are the way that they are no i agree. you know I when agree. when when the duncan's menu changes i'm like why did you do that i know like i liked I those wraps why'd you get rid of them i, I don't like things changing so I, I didn't like that you know you can't really be checking Twitter in between pitches and you look up and you're like, what's the count again? I just have no clue. This is just a, a pitch. Yeah. But um, yeah, that, that got to me. The other thing about the, the broadcast that I had to mention on, to you, Steve, because I need your opinion here. This is just a little. This is just uh, us talking, by the way. This isn't being recorded or anything. So No, 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 no. Just yeah. real quick. This Air is it out. The, what yeah, do you yeah, got? yeah. This is between us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, OB today in game three of this series. He, they were, him and Yuke were talking about birds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They, they they kept showing the birds on the broadcast. It was all about it. But then Dave said, um, he was talking. they were talking about Randy Johnson, right? Duke said, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't let Randy Johnson around here, which is a good line. Yeah. And Dave goes, do you think it was intentional? <laughs> and um, 
just the way he worded it left me confused. Like, d- is he saying Randy Johnson intentionally hit that bird, or is he saying he that this bird <laughs> was chose ready to, to die. end it <laughs> via a Randy Johnson fastball? <laughs> this bird was like, "I'm gonna go out, but it's gonna be the sickest way any bird has ever gone out, baby." I mean, make history. Hey, if it is that. If Dave meant, do you think this bird was ready to kill himself by flying in front of a Randy Johnson 100-mile-an-hour fastball, that is kind of hilarious. And honestly, if that's the case from that bird, you got to tip your cap. Because when did that happen? 30 years ago? I mean, that was like, we're still talking about a bird that died 30 years ago. What other bird do you talk about that died? None. You only talk about the one that Randy Johnson killed. My bird. My bird died. Oh, sorry about that. But yeah. if honestly, though, if you're that bird that Randy Johnson murdered and you decided I'm ready to go out, I'm going to mm. time this thing up. That bird <laughs> must have studied the, the velo, right? He's like, what if that bird's sitting in the infield? It's like, all right, it's, you know, it's a 3-1 count. He's got to get one over. He's going to throw his heater here. I know what his release point is. I'm going to fly right there and maybe, die. <laughs> maybe Dave was like at the game. And he has like some inside knowledge. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, listen, you guys all think that was an accident. I saw that bird. I saw yeah. that bird eyeing Randy. I saw him checking the scouting report. When and I that saw bird him. getting a running start and taking yeah. off, right? Yeah. 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 But no, oh man, that that was that was a good little thing. And I, some people on Twitter were were like, oh hey, like be nice. Da, da, da. Like I'm not. That's not a rag on Dave. I just thought it was a funny little thing. I like Ob a lot. I think if I don't say that enough, you're like let the me head say of the that OB right OB now. Fan club. Yeah. Yeah. I I I like Ob a lot. I've wanted to say hi and like really introduce myself, but I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, think, I, think I can't bring time. myself to do it. I think it's it's early June. I think we got time. But yeah, yeah, I mean, if if that bird decided to end it there and and knew the release point of Randy's fastball and the velocity and where to be, you got to tip your cap because we're still talking about a bird that died, and it's been thirty years. There's no other bird death that's come close, at least in our circles, Joey. No, uh, and and R.I.P. to your bird, but thank you. I'm saying in like the sports circle, like like mm-hmm. this is this bird means a lot, and I, I just want to take this time for a moment of silence for that bird. Alrighty, moving on. Real quick with those, when they say birds, I don't really look at mm. seagulls as birds. Like they're seagulls. What the hell are you talking about? I know it's a bird, but I look at it as a seagull. I am a I am a gull, by the way. What are we talking about? What are you talking about? I'm a seagull. About? I'm a seagull. I'm a goal, I still, actually. I still can't believe. Shout out to Endicott. Uh. Incredible time at Endicott. Loved it. Loved going back to the campus. I'll always be stunned that we're seagulls, that that's the mascot. And then they just made a gull to try to make it smoother. But, hey, you got to own it. We're gulls. I want to talk about Nick Pavetta real quick and, and wrapping the, the series mm-hmm. recap here, unless you had something else after this. But Pavetta's just been that man, dude. I mean, it, it, it's been... This is who we wanted coming off of what happened last postseason and then spurts of it during the season. He had some really important starts last year. Games that you kind of mm-hmm. forget about a little bit because they lost. He had that no-hitter going for a while in Tampa. They lose one nothing on the, the Barnes wild pitch, whatever. Um, in Toronto, a doubleheader. Pavetta, I think, went six or seven innings, scoreless. They end up losing that one. Luckily, they won the second leg of that because things were really falling apart at that point of the season. And then what he did in the postseason was incredible. I still love watching back. Shout out to Nate, our guy Nate, because he has this little like post-game recap tweet he sends out there, and it has Pavetta flipping out like every single time, mm-hmm. uh, which is great. But it's just been an incredible stretch for Nick Pavetta. His last six oh, yeah. starts, 
He is 5-0, and which is all that matters, by the way. The record is all that matters, so I could just right. stop right yeah, there. Yeah. But he's 5-0 and with a 1-3-2 ERA, batting average against of 153, opponent OBP 203. It's just been the BABIP, 191. I mean, it's what a he's doing. 4-7-3 OPS. It, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. What, what he's been doing in this stretch is beyond what we could have expected. Like, it's, it's way beyond, especially considering how things started. I just want to make sure I got this right. An average of seven innings a start in the last six. That is insane. In today's not, day and age, seven innings is like complete game. That was the greatest start I've ever seen in my life. And he's averaging that over his last six. Just for some context, the first five starts of Nick Pavetta's 2022 season, he was 0-4. With a 7.84 ERA, opponent batting average of 305, opponent OPS of 884, opponent BABIP 362. It was it was hard to watch Joey, and he's completely yeah, yeah. turned it around. It's been a joy to see. And Nick Pavetta is back in his FU mode, and it's wonderful to watch. It's he has this little like don't mess with me attitude on the mound, and he mm-hmm. carries himself like an ace. We've talked about it before. He thinks he's like a Hall of Fame pitcher, and I love it because that's the guy you get every fifth day. It's been a joy to watch. Yeah, he's a little scary, man, and I like that. I like, I like it. I like. You don't really know what he's going to gonna me... say, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I kind of like being on edge with you, Nicholas. This is nice. Mm. Yeah, he's, he's a dude you'd want in your corner in any kind of uh, ruffle, tuffle. You know yeah. what I mean? You ruffle, want Nick tuffle. Pavetta in your corner for a ruffle, tuffle. That, yep. that much I do know. But, no, he's been great. Anything else you yeah. have from this series? I mean, obviously, it's the A's, you know. The A's mm-hmm. are garbage. and But this is important. I mean, if you're going to be a team that matters, you mm-hmm. got to beat the teams you're supposed to beat. And yep. outside of that first Reds game, which, again, they should have won that, Red Sox have taken care of business, and they're undefeated in June. And you simply yeah. love to see it. Yeah, absolutely, man. The only other thing that I had, I had a thought during this series. Um, and it's going to sound strange, but... Um, Bear with me here. I had a very real feeling that I missed playing at the Trop. I was like, for whatever reason, what? the Coliseum is so the Coliseum is so the Coliseum that I was like, <laughs> I wish that this game, I would prefer it be at the Trop. I and then I Joey. kept rolling with it. And I was like, I think I kind of miss playing under those lights. Joey and I rolled with it, and I was like, I think where this is coming from is the fact that I just miss playing the division. I would like to play the division again. I hope that's where it's coming from. I don't, I've yeah, never heard well, anyone I say, I wish to... we could head back to the drop to play a series. It's the great. Oakland Coliseum. I think it's I think it's worse. I think if you had to rank them, I think they're you know 30 and 29. But I, I think... got... Here's the thing. I hear where you're coming from, and I get it, and, and they'll finally get back to division play in a couple of weeks against the Jays. But... Of course, they're more ready for that, right? They're more ready for division games. I'm sure exactly, that's your, yeah. your main point I think point that's where there. it's coming from. Is like I yeah. want it because I like this Sox team better than I liked the April Sox team. I would like them to be playing the Yankees, the Jays, the Rays. Well, it is nice when you have a guy like Rich Hill out there that can obviously use you know whatever break he can get. He's not going to blow you away with a fastball or go deep into games. You want to have him have a little added you know bonus of the foul territory in oakland so i didn't really have any issue with that um you know for certain guys being on the mound you got to get as many outs as you can obviously you play in the same field it's not like it just zoops right back to fenway dimensions when you're at the plate that would be a little bit nuts but 
I, I hear what you're saying from the division part of it. It feels like they haven't played a division game in like three months. Because mm. the Orioles games don't they don't carry no, a divisional no, 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 weight. No. Whatsoever. Yeah, any, anyone listening that's like they just played stop stop. No, we're, no, no, we're, no, we're no. talking that's about not, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking Joey, about a real divisional opponent. What we're talking about is other postseason AL East teams like other the Boston Red Sox. <laughs> we're talking about other postseason teams like the Boston Red Sox. Like that's what we're talking about. Yeah. Dude, if you do that, if you do that <laughs> voice and face throughout the whole year, I don't know if I'm gonna be able to. Like every game we're at, like in the press box, like at Gate D, like <gasps> the postseason ready Boston Red Sox. Oh yeah, yeah. it's so, like, June. Fans walking feels in. like October. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Like, dude, shut it does the not hell feel like October. <laughs> Anyone listening that wants to take their headphones out, I'm with you, but. Yeah, that is that is all we got yeah. for A's Red Sox. I love Nick Pavetta. I love this Red Sox team. And shout out to those of you that have been along for this ride and that have understood the bats will come around. The winds will come around. We will be here. All the wine bags. This is a tough week for you. This is a tough week for you, man. I, I feel you. I feel the pain. But you got to just keep not tweeting and not being a clown i understand it's okay get a nice meal take a walk it's all right Touch grass. red Sox are 500 they're in postseason position let's just wrap this season up right now let's get, <laughs> get to october yes coming up next we have our red Sox angels series preview on inside the monster It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We are back. It is time for a Red Sox Angels series preview. And for that, we are kicking it over to Joey Capone for the pitching matchups. Okay, folks, we've got a four-game series against the California Angels of Anaheim in Los Angeles. <laughs> Game one is going to be Michael Waka versus Noah Syndergaard. Syndergaard gave up five in less than three innings in his last start as the Yankees absolutely pummeled him. He's throwing his fastball significantly less than he has in years past and throwing his changeup much more often. That fastball's velocity this year is four miles an hour lower than his career average. That is a lot, and it is getting hit at, get this, Steve, a 394 clip. Ooh, that's bad. Uh, he does not walk guys, and he does not strike guys out. He is a contact machine. Michael Waka, or as baseball reference would have you guess, Wacamole. I know that's a they really bad one. They need a whole one. refresher at baseball reference on the nicknames. I don't yeah, know. Fire the nickname given. department. Come on. <laughs> uh, he comes in with a 2.43 ERA, uh, but since coming back from the IL a few weeks ago, his ERA is 4.3. Uh, his cutter. This is the real star of the show right now. It has been unhittable all year and has maintained so even during this tough stretch. 
Looking for Michael Walker to get a big start here. Now, game two is going to be Garrett Whitlock versus TBD. Garrett Whitlock wins six innings in his last time out without recording a strikeout. Say what you will about that. There's a conversation to be had there. Either way, it is odd. His ERA as a starter is now down to 3.6, but he will never be a starter to me. Game three is Nathan Ivaldi also versus TBD. They have him going in back-to-back -back days. But that, wow. that's who he is. He's a workhorse. Nate has a 3.94 ERA over his last five. His splitter has been one of the most unhittable pitches in baseball. And he has one of the lowest walk rates in the bigs. Watch for him to be nasty. Game four. Nick Pavetta versus Steve. You're not going to believe this. Are they three having him go three days in a row? Days in a row. They <laughs> no have TBD Jr. stepping on the mound. Nicky Smooches, he's a workhorse. He's got a 1-3-2 ERA since May 7th over his last 41 innings, as you heard Steve say. We already went through his numbers. He's unbelievable. That is your pitching preview. Back to you, Steve. Joey, that's a little bit nuts. Three days in a row for TBD. I like know. So here, I will tell you this. Garrett Whitlock, the game two, was originally billed to be an Otani start. I think there's some but stuff then going TBD on. But TBD came knocking on Madden's door. He's like, I can go three in a row, buddy. He's like, actually, forget Shohei Otani. Just put me in three <laughs> days in a row. Yeah. How do you one-up Shohei? You start three games in a row. That's yeah. that's how you do it. So shout out to TBD. Also uh, DHing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's going to dominate and leading off and all that stuff. Your weather update for this Red Sox Angels series in Anaheim of Los Angeles in California is Monday night. 64 degrees, 9% chance of rain, but it's not going to rain because it never rains in Anaheim. Tuesday night, 63 degrees, 10% chance of rain, but it's not going to rain because it's in Anaheim. Wednesday night, 64 degrees, 5% chance of rain, but it's not going to rain because it's in Anaheim. Thursday where night, is this? where are these games? 66 degrees, 5% chance of rain, but it's not going to rain because it's in Anaheim. And yeah. that will do it for your weather update. Joey, fun fact, there was yep. a stretch of 20 years where they didn't have a rainout at the Angels Park. Wow. It's How, always sunny in California. In Anaheim. That's the, the show. From 95 to 2015, wow. they didn't have a rainout, which I still don't get. I, I don't understand how that works. You can tell mm. me everything you want about, oh, well, the cloud structure and the moisture and... It makes no sense to me that an MLB team went 20 years without having a home rainout. I mean, LA is like insanely dry. It's very isn't it? dry, it's, but it's like, like a dr constant but drought. Joey, there. two decades of hey, no. Hey, man. I know. I the can't proof's call in it. The, the proof's in the clouds. I, I have no idea. Isn't it weird? I know we just joked about it, and we are also the first people to ever joke about their name being the California Angels of Los Angeles and Anaheim Angels. Yeah. yeah. Uh, isn't it weird that Anaheim's not in their name at all? It's very weird. It's just well, that they're I mean, the let's, Los let's Angeles be real. Angels, It's weird period. that they've changed it so many times. The fact that yes, they've gone from California Angels to Anaheim Angels to Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim to Los Angeles Angels. It's like, figure it out. What are you doing? Why I have is no that idea. Case? But it's just weird that Anaheim's not there at all. And the fact that their logo is an A would usually lead you to believe it's the city name, right? Like yeah. the Boston B, like Cleveland C, the Detroit D. Like, it's always the Houston has an H, Seattle has an S. It's always the city letter. So the fact that their logo is an A, but it's not it doesn't stand for Anaheim. It stands for Angels is is gross. I don't like that one bit. It's bizarre. I mean, they were they were the 
I didn't know. There was All one right. year, right? Wasn't it 07 they were something weird? Here, and Here's the deal. Okay, go, they were the it. Los yeah. Angeles Angels from 61 to 65. They were mm. the California Angels from 65 to 96. That's then the Anaheim six. Angels from 97 to 04. They were the Anaheim Angels for way shorter than I remember. It was only seven years. Mm. And then the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim from 05 to 15, so 10 years. Mm. And they've been the Los Angeles Angels for the last six years. Like, y'all had it right from 97 to 04. Anaheim Angels, to your point, Joey, with the boom. double A, boom. Don't change that. Like, there's no yeah. reason to change it. Anyone it's that has any info. to be associated with L.A. I know. I know. If anyone has any, like, legit info on why they've changed it outside of the obvious of just wanting the L.A. in there, um, let me know. But, yeah, I they changed their name basically every seven years. So I'm excited for the, the next version of it. But uh, series predictions. I have a I have a random one, Joey. I think a Red Sox player will be a hit shy of the cycle, and and not get it. That's my prediction. I think there's going to be a lot of Red Sox hits in this series. The bats mm-hmm. will stay hot. What I what I'm going to say though, Joey, because the Angels are coming off of 11 straight losses, a brutal loss to the Phillies on Sunday. They were up six two in the eighth. They give up a grand slam to Bryce, take the lead in the ninth, and then give up a three run homer in the bottom of the ninth. They just can't do anything anything right right now. I want to say something that's going to sound stupid. Okay. Do it. Mike Trout is O of his last 26. The Angels have lost 11 games in a row. I don't think they're going to end up losing 15 games in a row. That sounds a little ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So if the Sox get pummeled in the first game on Monday night, I don't really give a damn. That's I know that sounds stupid, but I want the Angels to reset a losing streak Against the Red, like I want them to start a new losing streak against the Red Sox. Yeah, Let yeah. Trout have like three homers on Monday. Let them all get a bunch of hits and feel good about themselves, and then pound them on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I got no issue with that at all. Joey, does that sound dumb? Yeah, no, no, no. I'm actually with you on that, man. I, when I saw the walk off in Philly tonight, uh, my thought wasn't, "Oh heck yeah!" Like that means we're you know in the wild them. card, whatever. My my thought was just, "Oh, like." That means they're coming back home with this losing streak in hand. Yeah. You know, it, it's it's guaranteed that they're going to do something this series. So I mean, to look at it like, oh, this team lost eleven straight, and then you, oh, the Sox lose to them. them. I see those mentions already. I can yeah, oh, I can picture be them be like, you guys just lost to a team that was on an eleven game losing streak. You guys yeah. literally did. I see that. Yeah. I stop. Don't don't do that. It's obvious that they're going to you know. Turn it around a little bit coming back home after that embarrassing ending to that road trip. So, yeah, yeah no, I'm with you. Monday, whatever happens Monday happens Monday. But uh, overall, this is still a series that you should win. 100%. If you take three out of four, I feel very good about that. Again, if you want to just <laughs> throw some meatballs on Monday, I really don't give a damn. If you get Mike Trout a couple of bombs, let him feel good about himself and that over for 26 stretch, and then just dominate Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Obviously, this isn't how baseball works. We're not serious, but I'm kind of being serious. Let them just crush you on Monday and then destroy them Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. That's well, what you Obviously not being serious. I'm being kind of serious. Yeah, I'm being a little bit serious here, so I'm definitely not totally lying. Uh, coming up next, we have some slide in the DMs and closing thoughts. That is next on Inside the Monster. Alrighty, Joey, it is time for some DMs. We'll keep them in kind of a rapid-fire format. The first one, this is the slide in the DMs. 
First one comes in from Taylor. What up? Hey, guys. Is Franchi the best hitter in the history of baseball? Taylor, yep. I'm not going to say that was a dumb question, but it kind of was because obviously, yes. Yeah. Next question. Next comes First. in from Siavad. What up? <laughs> Red Sox bringing the wins this weekend, but what about the Celtics? Are we going to sweep the Warriors as well? Uh, the Celtics will not sweep the Warriors. Let's just get that out of the way. And I don't want them to sweep the Warriors because I want it to go six. Because we're for, going to game six. Because you're bringing reasons. me to game six. Because you know imagine. that I'm a huge Seas fan. Comes in from Nick. What up, Nick? Hot take. Once the Sox get back to 500, they won't fall below it again this season. Whoa, love that. That is a little bit of a hot take, Nick. That is love a little that. hot takey. Um. I'm going to say I'm with you, even though I don't fully believe you because I think they're going to get crushed Monday to reset the Angels and set them up for another losing streak that starts on Tuesday. So that would drop well, below 500. Well, here's the thing. So Stats has been keeping track of, you know, he looks at this chapter of the Sox season as kind of one cohesive, you got to win a bunch yeah. chunk, you know? So after this Oakland series, we got, you know, we have the Angels and then Mariners, A's, Cards, Tigers, Guardians. I could see you pulling ahead of 500 enough at the end of that that you don't fall back to 500. I'm with you. Joey, that part's fair, but I'm saying if they lose Monday, they're back under 500 is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. If I listened to you, I would have probably heard that. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're not. Big picture, you're not wrong. And, and neither is Nick. This comes in from Alex. What up? What are your favorite bars to go to around Fenway? Big fan of the podcast. Alex... Every time I'm going to say just R.I.P. Baseball Tavern because it hasn't been the same uh, since Tavern's been out of the equation. Obviously, enjoy going to Cask, uh, Bleacher Bar, Cheeky Monkey, but hopefully they figured out their A.C. situation. Last summer was hot as hell in there, uh, literally. Um, Game on, solid. Depending if you stay upstairs, it's probably better. Downstairs was also just packed and just depends what your scene is, Alex. Right. Like, right, are you, yeah. you trying to meet somebody? Like, what are you trying to do? Like, if it's around the park. You're trying to, you trying to dance? You're trying to dance. <laughs> Yo, Alex. You, <laughs> you want to dance? You trying to dance a little bit, Alex? Uh, I think if you're trying to do what most people try to do at bars around Fenway, which is maybe a post-game bev or two, mm-hmm. I, I still don't have a go-to yet. And I think mm-hmm. that's fine. I'm not going to just lie and say one. I mm-hmm. think maybe this summer we'll find out. But it's a legitimate question, and... Alex, try him out a little bit and let us know. Get back to us with mm-hmm. what, what you're feeling with the vibes this summer. Mm-hmm. This comes in from Owen. Hello. Hey, fellas. Who would be on your all-time Red Sox rotation, and would you want Brock Holt as the ace or somewhere deeper? <laughs> <laughs> um, let me run through this. All-time is this rotation. A, is this a position player rotation, or is that or is that was no, the Brock I, no, thing? No, just all-time, and the Brock at, thing was okay. a little, okay. a little okay. funny at the end. Oh, it's a little cheeky. It's a little right. cheeky at the end there. Um, right. Right. I would go, and this is off the top of the dome. Normally I prep for these, but mm-hmm. Pedro's the one. I would have Clemens as the two. I would have Josh Beckett as oh, my dude, three. Dude, you're literally taking exactly every thought that's coming And I'm not head. talking like longevity of when they, I'm mm-hmm. talking peak with the socks. Yeah, yeah. That version. Um, if you say Lester next, I'm going to. Lester's in there. It's just I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. where to put him. Uh, let's see. Who are your top three? You said him. I said I really. 
Yeah, no, you actually I didn't know did. if you'd have yeah. Clemens in there. Yeah, no, I, I would. Yeah, Pedro Clemens. <laughs> No, I would. Beckett, Lester, uh, I'm going to put Louis Tion in there. I'm going to have I'm going to have Lester and then Louis Tion. Mm. So that's that's the all time Red Sox, and, and then we got Wake coming out of the pen, just out of respect <laughs> for Wake. Out of respect. <laughs> pay um, so what's what's your five? Do you have a different five? Just um, for I the guess hell of I it? guess Tion would be my only different one. Uh, in which case, I'd uh, I guess you got to put Sale. You know, you gotta just yeah, as yeah, far yeah, as how high there. his peak is. You yeah, know? of course. Yeah. So, what's your five in order? Pedro, Clemens, Beckett, Lester, Sale. That okay. feels that feels wrong. But that, yeah, let's stick with that. Let's stick with that. Let's stick with that. This comes Sale. in from Marcos. Marcos. What up, Marcos? Question for Steve: Why did you take the Park Ranger hat out of the rotation, Marcos? It's a fair question. I have a Jurassic Park. Uh, Park Ranger hat that I was wearing really for the whole 2018 season, a little bit in 19, but it was essentially a 2018 hat. And if I'm being honest, Marcos, it was a little too tight on my head because my head's huge. And I transitioned to this Nike hat at the end of that season in the playoff run. Obviously, mm-hmm. things went well. And it's just a very comfy hat. Now, there's been probably 20 versions of this Nike hat. Some people think it's just the same one the whole time. If you remember, I used to have BOS on it, BOS dot, and... The more we're doing media stuff, the more I'm like, I probably shouldn't have Boston on my hat. So I just kind of switched to a Nike black hat, and it's been very comfortable. But new Jurassic Park movie's coming out this week. I ha- That's why I have my dinosaurs on right now. And I'm going to an early screening of it on Wednesday. I can't wait. That's exciting. I'm very pumped. That, even though the last uh, Jurassic World movie was kind of blah, always excited when there's a new... Jurassic Park movie coming out. But yeah, mm-hmm. Marcos, I'll probably bring it back. I mean, I have it. I have a couple versions of that hat. I have one in the closet, so I'll probably wear it this summer. And hopefully you're there when I wear it. Last one comes in from Tom. Hey, Tom. Hey, guys. Red Sox fan residing in the state of Illinois. Since Beautiful the Celtics state. are in the NBA Finals, which Celtics player in the current roster would be a great fit as a Red Sox player? Normally, we get it the other way around. Like, which Red Sox would be your Celtics starting five? Mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. Celtics player would you most want on the Red Sox, and what position would they play? Mm-hmm. Um, Joey, do you, is anything jumping out to you? The first name that came to my head doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what uh, do you got? So uh, my first thought was Peyton Pritchard, just because just I think he feels like a Boston dude. He looks a lot like my cousin who's a Boston dude. But yeah. I think realistically I could see Al Horford taking some hacks. Yeah, I could see Al Horford as a DH. Mm-hmm. Uh, he gives off DH vibes. Very consistent team player. Uh, hits bombs, but doesn't isn't super cocky about it. Knows when to mm-hmm. flex. He saves the flexes for the yeah, walk. A real captain air about him. Yeah, he deserves the C on the chest kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Jalen, Jalen could fit somewhere. I'm trying to think. I mean, it's. I mean, Jalen is Xander, isn't he? Isn't that like a perfect analog? Like yeah, the, like the two guys, you know. I would just have Rob Williams as like our version of Randy Johnson, just the lanky, <laughs> tall starter. He's got the mm-hmm. long wingspan, so that kind of that pitch would jump on you. So yeah, I'd, I'd take mm-hmm. Rob Williams in the rotation, or maybe it's just I, I I feel like he would throw a baseball version of Rob Williams would throw really hard, mm-hmm. and maybe you have him as your closer. Honestly, Ooh, maybe Rob like Williams that. as Red Sox closer. That kind of mm-hmm. fixes all your problems. So and the Time Lord thing kind of still works as a closer. You know, hundred percent still the works. Nickname kind of, yeah. I guess works. No, enough. still still works big time. <laughs> yeah. Um, as a closer, it's having a nickname makes you better. Everyone knows that. So like, yeah, time, true. Here comes the Time Lord out of the bullpen. It's time. Time's up. 
Time's up for you. Yeah, um, we got it. Yeah, your time's over today. Uh, all right, so closing thoughts. Joey, do you have one? Um, yeah, dude. I kind of do. <laughs> yeah, dude. I got one, dude. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> uh, do I want to do this? <laughs> what do you got? I don't know. You can oh, say I literally just, anything. I, 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 yeah, I have like seven of them written down. Um, I'm just going to say it. I know we talked about it last week, and we kind of mentioned it here, so it might be at the risk of sounding a little tired about it. I tweeted the are we back thing, and people were like, oh, what? yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that wasn't, I just want to be honest here and say that wasn't bait. I really didn't think about it until people started replying, and I was like, no, no. It's about the score I, bug. I was just talking about the score bug. That was all. Yeah. I mean, realistically at that point that was during game one and the Sox had just lost a series yeah, to Baltimore. Use, use your brain uh it was the second inning and i don't think there was any score yet so no like, it, it was zero doesn't... zero the Sox had were coming off a split with cincy a loss to baltimore and it was game one against the a's yeah in a scoreless game i'm obviously not saying that so yeah yeah, yeah. uh just know that just know that there's a, I, I don't like to have to come on here and be like this is what i meant but i, no, I felt know. like that one was worth bringing up so. I got you. Speaking of uh, things that we mentioned last episode, one of them that we got a good amount of DMs about was what we thought were the on-deck circles at uh, Fenway Park. Yeah, we're dumbos. So, we're dumbos. But I mean, here's the thing, guys. We're going to mess stuff up because we're dumbos. So mm-hmm. that, that should cover us for some yeah, mess-ups. Just let us Ignore. know. That's all. We're just dumbos. All right? Mm-hmm. So here's the deal. Those circles that are next to the next to home plate in the grass are for the what I would presume hitting coach use the fungal bat, hit the ground balls before the game so that you're not messing up the grass. It makes so much sense. And it's something that I've seen before, but I've never thought that they're in those circles. You know what I mean? Like I've never pictured them in those circles and it's not like we watch BP from the EEI booth. Like we're down Mm -hmm. on the field for that. So I just, I just never put the two together, but Joey, having said that, we're still going to call those the on deck circles because it's way, it's way funnier. If you, at Fenway Park, still do it. Next time you're there, picture those being the on-deck circles and how how much someone would get destroyed if they were standing there. Um, it's like you could yeah. reach over and like you know high-five the guy in the batter's box. It is yeah, exactly. so close. Yeah, exactly. So, but that'll do yeah. it for episode 22 of Inside the Monster. We will be back after this Angel series. Might even have an ITM short for you. We'll see. We're going to have more content for you guys in the feeds. Going to keep the feed as lively as physically possible. And uh, considering it's a four-game series, Joey, we'll probably hop on here and have some reaction to the biggest thing that goes down in Anaheim of Los Angeles in California. For Joey Capone, I am Steve Peralt. Go Sox, kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast. (laughs) 